You push open the door and you enter the tavern. The room is bustling with life and you sit down at the table where four other people are already seated. You see an axe, a sword, a crossbow and a mace. People like you, in other words. You sit down and nod at them and they nod back with respect. Suddenly, a cloaked figure appears at the end of the table. He looks all of you over and takes the hood off and says, One look at you shows me that neither of you are strangers to the way of the sword. It just so happens that I have need of people just like you. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Finding My Voice. And today I will be talking a little bit about the you meet in a tavern trope. You see, it gets a lot of flack. And I can see why. It, the whole the whole world of role-playing is full of these weird kind of cliches that make no sense. Like, for instance, if one in, someone in the party dies and you, the player wants to keep playing and makes a new character or just brings in a backup character, the game master has to somehow bring this character in in a way that seems organic and doesn't seem like a weird uh, twist and turn to the plot. And that can be quite hard to do. Well, there's a lot of jokes about whenever there's like a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out that, yeah, they're going to have to do like the whole thing of, of someone dying and then their identical twin shows up. And, you know, it's all quite silly. And a lot of us don't want that silliness when playing role-playing games. And it's not just the whole uh, silly optic thing either. When you start a game, it can be quite hard to know where to start. The Game Master usually has some kind of plotline in mind, even if it's a sandbox. Sometimes it's quite a tight plotline, but how do you get everyone together in a way that feels natural? A tavern seems like a natural place. That's where you might go to um, to uh, to hire a hero that you need for a job, and usually that's kind of the, the kind of quest that uh, people are into playing. But if everyone's a stranger and someone just goes in, I need five heroes uh, or like uh, five champions or five teenagers with attitude, it just seems very forced and no one has uh, a reason to work with the other. I know that a lot of people say you have to create a character that wants to work with the others. I'm not completely with you on that. Um, what you need is hooks. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have an adventure that just wants to adventure with people, but as long as you have a hook that the game master can use to get you to work with them, that's absolutely fine. But starting in a tavern means, uh, starting in a tavern around people that you don't know, it means you're gonna have to spend a lot of time to get to know all the other characters individually. I mean, you're a group, but you still have to know them one by one. That can be very tricky. And it takes a long time before the group develops any kind of identity or dynamic. Now, this isn't always the case, though. Like, sometimes you can get around this by just having a very, very um, wonderfully detailed session zero where you all talk about uh, common backstories and you can have family bonds and that kind of thing. And the game master can can make a really interesting intro sequence where everybody gets a little mini quest to start with and maybe meet one of the others and that kind of thing. You don't always, you don't always have time for that. But starting in a tavern 
isn't necessarily bad for the sake of it. You can get around these things. For instance, uh, I just started playing in our Simbaroom campaign Season 2, Throne of Thorns. I've talked a lot about the other campaign we did, and this is going to take place in the same continuity one year later with new characters. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use an example from my own personal life. In 2022, I was at a few really big parties. And when you're someone like me, or, you know, when, you, when you're part of any kind of oppressed minority, you have to be really careful about those things, because you could be in danger. Uh, but these parties were hosted by people I, I, I love and trust. And even though the parties were big and there were a lot of people there that I wouldn't know, I also had a bunch of people that I did know and trust. And these kind of people were very unlikely to be friends with people that would be cruel or dangerous to people like me. So I felt, uh, I felt secure and I felt I could be relaxed and myself and express myself fully. And that's kind of what I need in a role-playing game too. See, yeah, you, knew I was, you knew I was going to get my own personal development into this somehow. <laughs> so yes, uh, that is the feeling I want when I roleplay. And I know some people like to develop trust and, and get to know people as you play. But if you have to do that with every other character and every other character has to do that with you, that's a lot of work. And it's going to take a lot of sessions before your group has found its identity. I like to take shortcuts there. And shortcuts does not mean cutting corners, it just means uh, doing that work in other ways so you come in prepared. In Simba Room, I have to, I'm gonna have to read this. Our game master sent us all a physical postcard with a lovely picture from the game art. And um, here it is. To whom it may concern, I have an urgent matter of great importance and of a nature best discussed eye to eye. Meet me with haste at the Fern Tavern in Thistlehold. Of you, I ask only that you take a leap of faith and that you listen to my proposal. So we got this physically, and that was a lovely touch. Uh, and it is actually canon. Our characters received these notes. Now, my character stole it from someone else, or actually was given to it by a, a friend who was into that. The details don't matter that much. But the other point is... When we created our characters, uh, I asked everyone, as I always do, if anybody wanted somewhat shared backstory. And I got a yes from three other players. Uh, we are six in total. Uh, and I knew those three others. We, we created separate backstories. So we four did not exist in one group. I just knew three of them individually. And it turns out I did not know this. But when we started playing in the tavern, the first thing we did was in the tavern, right? And and with these three other people, I had done some pre-work and we had discussed and um, and built like a past together. Like not much, some of them just a little bit, but we do have, we did have a prior relationship to work off of separately. I did not know how many of them knew each other at the time. But in this meeting with five other people, and I knew three of them, there were only two strangers. I also discover that even though no one in the room knew everyone else in the room, 
everyone knew at least two other people in the room. Which means no one was left out. Everyone had something to play off of. Everyone could display their identity and had someone to express themselves with. And I felt like we skipped several sessions worth of that grind where nobody quite knows where they stand. So, we started in a tavern, just like those cliché times when it wouldn't make sense to, but we were immune to that problem because we had already created the bond with some of them. You don't have to do with all of them, just with some. And if, it's, if this bond is meaningful enough, it works. If you've listened to uh, my other episodes, you know that I really value immersion and authenticity. And that means when I have a past with someone, uh, I really build those memories and I sit down several times a day and just imagine, visualize the memories. And of course, when you do this, you need to make sure, because this isn't as easy as it sounds. Like, it's easy to, when you're when you're visualizing your character's memories, to have been like a writer's share and design it and watch it from like a bird's eye view. But what you need to do for this to be super effective is remember to always see the memories in first person from your from your character's eyes. If you're a small character and the other character you're imagining talking to is tall, sit in a way that you're looking up. Or the other way around. If you play an ogre and you're talking to a halfling, just, just think of yourself looking down. Just, just try and embody the character as much as you possibly can. And it's going to start feeling real. And this counts for these memories of relationship you have with other characters as well. Uh, because then all of a sudden, when you meet them, even though it's the first time you're playing against this other character, you feel like you've known them for a while. Like I say in, in Vestmatic, um, in my second episode, when I was assigned a character, I was taking a character, I was taking over a character from somebody else. I did all that work and and the very first time I show up and we play, everyone accepted me as their friend, whom they've known their whole lives, and it worked because we all had that relationship. They had the relationship with the character already because they played with a character just played by someone else. I took it over and I made a big effort to try and, while making her my own, also pay attention so that they would recognize her when I started playing her, and it, and it paid off. It was so wonderful. And it was one of the most touching role-playing experiences of my life. And that's what I want for everyone. I mean, obviously, everybody doesn't want to play this way. But I, this is one of my hot takes. You meet in a tavern is fine. I do understand where people come from when they complain about it. But the problem isn't the tavern itself. The tavern is a fine place to start a role-playing adventure. The problem is when there's nothing else. You're just in a tavern and that's it. You have no reason to work together. You're just there and there's a job. Take the job together. And if people, like, it's natural to not trust anyone there because why would you? But if you know just one or two people and those knows, th- those two people knew another constellation of two or three people, then you have like a chain of, of trust. And then, you know what? One player might even play this uh, this loner who just comes in out of nowhere. Because then there's just one that has that hurdle, and you can get around that. Uh, I'm not saying nobody gets to play a loner. It's just really, really sucks. If everyone's a loner, then there's not going to be much bonding going on. 
And that's going to be a very, very, very boring and dry uh, game, I think. And I am right. I'm sorry. I'm joking again. But I really think, I really think this is a much, much better way to do it. And um, I don't know if you caught that, but I am so excited to be back in this hole, guys. Oh, ah! Simba Room is such a wonderful experience, and that group is a wonderful group to play with. And uh, we laid out a five-year plan for the Throne of Thorns suite. And that is just so amazing. And I have plans for this. Last time I started writing poetry like halfway through the campaign between sessions. And I didn't start saving my recaps. We, 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 we started doing like these recaps before a session where we, where we recap what's happened earlier uh, as an inner monologue from our character. This is a great thing to try, by the way. You should all do this. It's wonderful uh, because it, it's a recap and it helps you who, who does the talking get into character. I just, I just regret uh, I improvised all of mine because I like doing that. I like talking from my character's heart. And that was wonderful, but I realized towards the end, I think the third to last session, I realized I would have loved to have them written down because they're lovely. They are the my character's inner thoughts, and I wanna I wish I had saved them. So I'm gonna start doing that this time. I'm gonna start doing the poet poetry from the beginning. And I'm not gonna do all of them from my character's perspective because I'm not as wise and serene. I'm a new character that's a little darker. Uh, so I'm going to write a sonnet after every session and that, that has to do with what happened in the session. And eventually, when the campaign's done, I'll have this giant, giant poem describing the entire campaign. And I'm so looking forward to that. But other than that, I'm also going to record a recap of a session in character and save it. And I think I'm going to make a separate podcast. I'm not going to put it on this one because then this will be the Simba Room podcast and I want this to be more open and can be about other things as well. But yes, um, I will talk about Simba Room stuff here too, obviously. But yeah, this this whole audio drama from the perspective of my character will have to be another podcast, but stay tuned for that when I'm ready to show that. I think it's going to be really special, guys, because... Wow, at least for me, and I hope I hope other people like it too. So, what advice did I have? Don't be afraid of the you meet in a tavern trope. Just make sure you have more substance. When you take a shortcut somewhere else, it's fine as long as you realize there might be work to do in other avenues. And if you do that work, it's still going to be fine. So, now I'm going to go to bed. And uh, I look forward to... No, I'm not going to go to bed yet. What am I talking about? I have not given you the Simba Room Sonnet. So this is the first verse of my soon-to-be epic poem describing our playthrough of The Throne of Thorns. One fateful day, six souls did start. Some went for honor, some for gold. Where they'd be headed, none could chart this fateful eve in Thistlehold. An odd selection, I admit, whoever saw such stranger crowd. Before they'd know it, they'd commit to fates hidden in darkest shroud. A rude awakening of scale, disaster that in legend stem, they pondered choice to no avail as destiny made it for them. And thus the troop was now enrolled. 
on a fateful night in Thistle Hold. And with that, it's time for bed. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody.